0: Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In, the podcast for cozy introverts. We're your hosts, Steffi Predmore
1: and Megan Myers.
0: This week's episode Crafting. <laughs>
1: Hey, Stuffy. It's Tuesday again. It's
0: Tuesday. This is my how I know it is Tuesday because we
1: podcast. Yes, it does help that you get like little reminders throughout the day, being like, "Oh yeah, the podcast is coming up."
0: Right? Or the like thing oh, that we do. Hey, one went live. Yeah, it's Tuesday. <laughs> it's podcast day. Yep. Um, so I am reading the new Hunger Games book.
1: Ooh, and.
0: I'm only like halfway through. I'm a little over halfway through. It's really interesting so far. I'm holding out my like full judgment until I see where it's going. I will hopefully give an update next week on what I thought. Spoiler free of what I thought. But it is really interesting because it's a prequel. And so it's about um, President Snow as a teenager. So it's sort of a different perspective from like the perspective of the districts that we got in the original trilogy. Um, you get a little bit of like the capital's perspective on things and kind of see how he became who he is. So super interesting and definitely enjoying it though.
1: Did you uh, prepare for this by reading the other books again?
0: No, because I didn't even know this book was coming out. It just all of a sudden there it was and I was like, Oh well, I'm ordering that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I actually, I mean, I think I've seen the movies like somewhat recently because I feel like they're always on TV. Um, so I think I had like Catching Fire and Mockingjay on in the background on TV recently. Um, so like it was, it was like uh, close enough in my mind that I was like, okay, I, yeah, we're good here. Um, I can, I can dive back into there. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's, I'm, I'm finding it really interesting so far. I will give an update next week after I finish it.
1: Cool. I had an update uh, from last week's episode. Yes. My tomatoes finally started to get red. <gasps> Yay! Finally, 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 finally. After we did some research on like, why? I mean, it could be because of the things that I tried, but it also could just be time. Could be. It's It's really, yeah, it's really hard to know. So I um, had three that were starting to turn red and I picked the two slightly darkish reddish ones. They're still like very pink. Sure. But I don't trust the birds, so.
0: No, birds are not trustworthy. I thought when you said that you had an update from last week, I thought you were going to say something about your swivel stool, which oh. if anyone at once was curious, when I went to put together the show notes, the little swivel stools were all sold out gardener Gardener's so there's been a run on <laughs> little gardening swivel stools. Megan is not the only grandma in the group.
1: Or someone with p- children because my kids were very excited when I put together the <laughs> swivel stool and they thought it was a toy for them.
0: So or it's like a, a grandparent that was like look it will help me around the garden and it'll keep my grandkids occupied.
1: Yeah so I mean multi- it is like those little you know those little square rolly things you had in elementary yes. school gym which was like the best gym day ever.
0: Yes unless you rolled over your finger.
1: Yeah it's the cost of doing business it's true
0: the only the only gym day that was better was the like big parachute day did you do that
1: we did but it was the same day usually because parachute doesn't take like the whole day the oh whole time. we would
0: like somehow eat up the whole time of the parachute that was my <laughs> that was my favorite gym day because it required absolutely zero physical exertion on my part just my kind of gym class As long
1: as you can scramble under the parachute fast enough.
0: Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's great. It's great. They don't
1: have parachute anymore, I think.
0: Oh, sad. It's very sad. It is sad.
1: Well, if you have been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, literally any, you have probably picked up on the fact that Steffi and I love crafting of all sorts, from sewing to embroidery to making our own pinatas for work events. We love creating things.
0: So to help us discuss our love for DIY, we are talking to someone who shares her passion for crafting daily with her blog readers and her social media followers, Lindsay Pontiff from Shrimp Salad Circus. Welcome, Lindsay.
2: Hello. Thank you. I'm so excited to be chatting with you guys, and I'm also really excited that there's a new Honecker Games book because I had no idea.
0: (laughs) A lot of people had no idea. I shared it on my Instagram stories, and I can't tell you how many messages I had. They were like, What? So, <laughs> it's a little PSA for everybody.
1: So, Lindsay, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Okay, yeah, absolutely. I live right outside of Washington, D.C. with my husband, Andre, and our two-year-old, um, almost three-year-old, holy cow, uh, we call her Cricket, Um and uh, our rescue dog and a couple of rescue cats and I also I have a a backyard garden and um, this isn't as much about me I guess but um, we just were finally able to plant our tomatoes like two weeks ago because it finally quit freezing so I'm waiting for them to even get like Leaves basically at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think ours grew like a half inch, and my husband was like, "Look how big they are!" <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? Um, yeah, my kale is going really strong. Like that's been holding holding me through all of this. Like that guy's growing. Um, so so yeah, I um, I have a day job uh, managing social media for a national housing nonprofit. I. Am into just a little bit of everything crafty. So I I keep busy with all of that stuff. Um, And right now I'm trying to manage the work life work no life quarantine balance that I think is impossible to strike up. So that kind of sums me up right now.
0: I feel that. I feel that. So, (laughs) Lindsay, your blog's tagline is a perfectly imperfect creative life, which I love so much. Can you tell us a little bit about that tagline and how your blog was born and kind of just in a broader sense, how you even got into crafting?
2: Yeah, so I feel like this tagline kind of sums me up or sums up where I want to be because I say I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, I have struggled with anxiety for a long time, and I think that crafting and creativity has always kind of been my outlet um, and has been my area where I try to let myself not be perfect, um, you know. At my day job, I'm I'm accountable to my boss and to our organization and and everything. Um, but with my creative endeavors, I can kind of try something out, see if it works, move on to the next thing, or figure out a better way to do it. Um, and I realized that a lot of people, when I started talking to people, that resonates with them because um, people want an area where they can mess up and make messy fun mistakes um do things with their kids that they aren't necessarily good at um so i I have honed the art of messing up creatively uh over the course of 11? Yeah, 11 years. Um, I started my blog in 2009 and I had no clue I would still be doing it the way they down the road where we are now. Um, and it's been really fun having that kind of grow and evolve with me and where I am in my life and my family. Um, and I guess as far as just getting into crafting, I, I had the, the crafty mom. Like, I, I grew up painting on paper plates and gluing beans to cardboard and all of that stuff, and it stuck.
0: <laughs> That's so much fun. You know, I, like, I totally resonate with when you like, when you said that you had no idea that you would, like, still be blogging, and this is, like, what it would look like so far down the road, I feel like, because Megan and I both... Megan, I think she started her blog a little bit before you, and then I started mine a little after you. But we were all sort of in that back when it was all still a hobby phase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, my like my one of my uh, best friends and I used to joke like about the time I was getting out of college. We would joke about like, oh, wouldn't it be like so cool if you could like make a living blogging? And yes, that was, that's a real thing. And we all like make a living off of blogging in one way, shape, or form, all three of us do. And so that Uh it's so very interesting because we're like, if you had told us all when we started our blogs that this is what we would be doing in 2020, we would probably have been like, "Mm, no,
1: that's
2: (laughs) fake news. Fake, I was gonna say fake news. Yeah, and I remember like the first time that anybody tried to send me anything, it was was probably like a bag of cat food. And I I go to Andre to my husband and I'm like, they wanna give me something. For my blog. I've made it big. (laughs) And he's like, do do you need that? Like, that's not the point. They want (laughs) to
1: give it to me. Don't you understand? Did you hear me? (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think
0: the first thing that anyone wanted to send me was, like, a jar of coconut oil, and I, like, remember messaging my mom and being like, oh, my God, somebody wants to send me coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> I am so, I've made it so big. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was like the the party room at the Oscars, the, like, red carpet gifting room at the Oscars. Here's your jar <laughs> of coconut oil in your bag of cat food. <laughs>
0: Yes.
2: Forget diamonds.
0: <laughs> We've got coconut oil and cat food.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So aside from the freedom to be messy and creative at the same time, what do you love most about creating and crafting? Why do you
2: love inspiring others to create? I, oh my gosh, I could go on for so long about this, but I'll try not to. But I love being able to make something from nothing like I joke about you know painting on paper plates as a child and everything but I can like and that has come so much in handy now while we have very little human contact um and and no you know my daughter usually goes to daycare and has um, some kind of loose curriculum and activities and I have a friggin like Michael's store in my basement, and so I <laughs> have been able to just sit there, like, "Oh, you're bored you don't You don't want to." Like, she comes up to me now, and she's like, "Mommy, I want to go paint on the street." And probably anybody else would be like, "I'm sorry, what?" But I'm like, "Oh, cool! I've got six boxes of cornstarch and three boxes of food coloring. Let's do this." Um, <laughs> okay, that's uh, toddler parenting is another place to embrace imperfection because <laughs> her painting on the street does not look like me painting on the street but that's fine (laughs) this is fine (laughs) Um, we painted the windows a couple weeks ago and I did this like floral thing with like I do hand lettering too so it's like thank you heroes um, for like all of the essential workers and then she's got her her window she's like standing on the dinner table painting the other window and it's literally just like covered in green smears and she was like it's a slide for my amigos (laughs) <laughs> okay girl um, you're like yeah that's beautiful we'll work on that um but so i i love just being able to to just kind of pull together like a few random supplies or whatever and make something with it um like I've started sewing clothes and I'm like oh my gosh I have a thing not come from the rack at target um and I, I love being able to give other people to empower other people that you can do this this isn't aspirational this is like a really a thing you can do um so that they have that feeling too
0: that's awesome Um, I wish I had a Michael's store in my basement.
2: My husband probably wishes you had my Michael's store in your basement.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's probably how my dad felt about my mom's sewing room when (laughs) I was growing up, like like what? where are all these things coming from what is, how does it just keep it's like multiplying I don't understand so what is your favorite type of craft to do because you know like even just in this conversation you've talked about like painting you've talked about sewing like I know that you do so many different types of things what's your favorite
2: yeah so another candidate for tagline was like like projects or creativity for the short attention span because that's basically where I am. I'm like I love sewing, squirrel. I like lettering. Um so I I it definitely my favorite type of craft really depends on the day. Um but it has also kind of changed with um where I am in my life. So it's like when we bought our well like when when Andre and I moved in together and I started doing, okay, what are like renter-friendly projects I can do without losing our deposit? And so like that's focused on for a little while. And then we bought our house. It, it was kind of, it shifted that direction. And then when I had my daughter... I think my first project back, Steffi, you need this, um, was her Halloween costume, and she was a tiny Sophie the Giraffe, and it's still, I think, my (gasps) favorite thing I've ever made. She was so cute. Um,
0: Yeah, I'm going to need to find that.
2: So, I'm just, like, so 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 obsessed with it. She has little pink Sophie cheeks. Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so, but right now it's, um, I, I think that the thing that I've consistently done for the longest is, is hand lettering. And that's a thing that I've, I've like never really, um, consistently tried to monetize in any way, um, which I think has made me never, um, hate for any length of time. So I, I think anything that I've like done for a client where I, where I like did something lo- like over over or, you know, had to do it on deadline a bunch of times, like, takes a little bit of the joy out of it for a while, and then I, like, have to, like, take a break for a little while, and I've kind of tried to make a point of not really doing that with lettering so that I have, like, a zen go-to activity, um, but for, for right now, um, I have been sewing clothes and that's my my current escape because I do a lot of my lettering on my iPad and at this point I need to be away from screens at the end of the day.
0: Yeah that, that makes sense. Yeah I you have been um, sewing so many fun things on your Instagram and you actually inspired me to pull my sewing machine out um, a while ago before before Edie was born. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because you had posted, you were making those cute um, t-shirts. And I was like, this looks like an easy, I haven't sewn clothes in forever. This looks like an easy pattern. And so I went and I bought it and I made a shirt. And you're right. You're like, I literally, my husband was like, you just made a shirt. Right.
2: And, and it was so cute. Like I saw this shirt you made and like it turned out so cute. And it makes you want to make another one and another one. And now you can make tiny people clothes.
0: I know. I was like, I have a cute tiny person I can make clothes for. I haven't yet, but I could. That's the the option is always. But the tiny
2: person makes you not be able to make tiny people clothes. So it's kind of a catch 22. Right. It's a real
0: conundrum. (laughs) It's a real conundrum. For
1: sure. All the clothes that you've been making have been so cute too. You know, like I don't even, I don't even have a sewing machine and I'm like, could I make that? I don't know.
2: So I think that the that the trick is to make clothes that are like a little bit shapeless. Like, what is <laughs> it like under here? We don't know. Um, I mean,
0: that that's kind it of looks in comfortable. Know, anyway. it looks,
2: like, exactly, it's that whole like minimalist like, capsule wardrobe. Make yeah. anything in linen, and you're golden. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: It's like drapey and you're like, oh, look, I'm so fashionable, <laughs> Right.
2: But I also love it. My husband will be like, I'm like, can you take a picture of this? Because one of my friends, wear like, so a lot of the same patterns. And I'm like, oh, she wants to see what this dress looks like to see if she wants to make it. And he's like, well, don't put your hands like that because it kind of looks like a bag. And it was like, hey, it is a bag. Um, but I also love that like all of like almost everything I sew is from indie pattern designers and like a lot of them are people that I've met at conferences and stuff and I love being able to support other makers instead of you know buying my clothes at Target yeah
1: that's
0: That's really awesome for sure, that's so cool. Um, and the th- the other thing I've seen that you've been doing, um, you found obviously this was before COVID times, um, but you found this really cool. It was like a it's like a secondhand like fabric like craft store.
2: Oh gosh, I miss that place so much. Um, yeah, it's called Scrap and it's, it's in Baltimore, but I found out after, cause I was sharing it constantly on, on Instagram, but I wanted to stay open forever. So like everybody go there. Um, that I think that they have, uh, different, it's a nonprofit, but I think they have, um, offices, stores, locations, uh, in a few places around the country, Um, and it's been neat kind of seeing how they have pivoted with all of this, um, because they're doing like, uh, they, they did little curbside scrap fabric bags for people making masks and things like that. So it's been neat seeing how the creative community has kind of adapted to all of this, but I have been obsessed with that place because, um, I always used to think that, um, that sewing your clothes must be cheaper than buying them because why else would you do it? uh Um, (laughs) and my mom literally was like, why would you do it even if it's cheaper? Um, and so (laughs) I, and then I started making clothes and I was like, Oh, I spent like three times as much because I am hella cheap for, for clothing because I'm like, I will, I will buy things for my daughter all day long, but I'm like, these jeans are still fine. Um, Right. But for some reason, when I'm making it, I'm like, yes, this, like, Lithuanian linen double gauze is, like, exactly <laughs> what I need. Um, but you don't want to use, like, really expensive fabric when you have no clue what you're doing. Um, and right. so this this store, this scrap, it's called Scrap, um has like once every couple of months a sale where it's literally two dollars a pound for fabric, and I went up with like a massive reusable shopping bag, and I was like, "Hey, before I decide how much of this I'm gonna take home, can you just weigh it for me?" And she weighs it, and I'm thinking it's gonna be like a hundred dollars, and she was like, "Yeah, it's like seventeen bucks." So I was like, "Okay, go ahead, go ahead and just bring me up." <laughs>
0: I will take it all. That is amazing. That's like less
2: than a yard worth of of nice fabric for yeah so much no
0: for sure because my my mom was such a seamstress and like she be- she really got into quilting as I got older but when I was little she made almost all of my clothes because we were super poor when I was really tiny and um, this was back when patterns like really didn't cost a whole lot so she'd go buy you know patterns mm-hmm. and uh you know cheaper fabric and you know she made me so many so many clothes Um, but yeah it definitely like reached a point as where she was like yeah this is like (laughs) making stuff now is not cheap like it used to be (laughs) like it used to be definitely a way to save money and she's like no no not so much
2: yeah that's what we like one of my friends oh. was like yeah i was always bitter because my mom made my clothes and, and, and that was like how people knew we couldn't afford clothes from the store or whatever and i was like well that's now right. it, that's not a thing anymore <laughs> that's not that's how not that works anymore
0: so the other thing so this is a little bit of a rabbit trail but it it connects to this scrap store um so you have a second Instagram account that you started, um, and we actually we mentioned it during our hippie episode a couple episodes ago. Um, the what is it called? Um, imperfectly eco.
2: Yes, right? good for you. you. You like remember it better than I do at this point because that poor thing needs <laughs> needs my attention desperately. So <laughs> okay, COVID times are
0: hard. <laughs> But yeah, so because you definitely have a passion for, you know, sort of figuring out how to be more eco friendly, but in a really approachable way. And in, you know, that sort of like perfectly imperfect uh, way that you approach your creative life.
2: Yeah, um, I it's, it's so sweet that you guys mentioned it, first of all, because it's like it's a passion project that one day maybe I'll turn into another blog <laughs> in in my free time um because I because you have have so much in all of that so I'm like oh my god at this point if I could get a daycare to take my child again for like one day a week I would feel like I was made of free time um but no I um I went to this amazing retreat in October or November last year it was called the Lady Farmer Slow Living Retreat um and Lady Farmer is this um, this Maryland-based um, mother-daughter team who their their whole thing is kind of slow living, minimizing where you can, um, and and it, it would also have been great for your hippie episode um, because it's, you know like dying with avocado pits and um, you know living off the land and. Um, all of that kind of thing. And I, I took so much more away from it than I expected to. Uh, and I, I just was like, okay, there's so many opportunities in my life to pare some of this stuff down, but it had felt really overwhelming before. And so I think I came back from that. I came back from that. First of all, like I'm going to make every single thing I wear. Um, I'm not there yet, but I actually, I literally like learned to sew clothes after that. So kudos lady farmer um but Once right <laughs> but but yeah so I like one of the things that they like they, they literally didn't have trash cans at this three-day retreat um they they trucked in um several compost bins and literally every single thing at the entire retreat was was either compostable or like we ate it, um, you know, like, like everything, you know, if we didn't need a plate, it didn't go on a plate. Um, and that sounds so hokey and hippy dippy if you weren't there, but it like didn't feel out of place at all. Like it didn't feel inconvenient. And then I, I realized I was like, okay, this actually feels attainable. Um, But I think you hear about zero waste and you hear about um, like like the people who uh, go like a whole year and have one mason jar full of trash. And you look at that and you
0: see them on BuzzFeed. Yes.
2: And And you're like, I'm not even going to bother. Hand me a paper plate. But that's not attainable or realistic for almost anybody. Like, I I don't want to put my daughter through a year where we try to only have one mason jar full of trash, but there's so much we can do without trying to do that like okay what if we cut down to like one bag of one trash bag a week if we had five or what if we cut down like there's so many small modifications you can make and so that's what I want to like I think incremental changes for people are how we all make a collective impact instead of like shaming people for having two mason jars full of trash right
0: I love that I love that so that and I and I like that You've found ways to, like, pull that philosophy into some of the crafting that you're doing. Like, finding this this store where you can buy, you know, a crafting supplies secondhand or, you know, figuring out ways that you can take something that you made that you maybe don't need anymore and, like, repurposing it, it into something else. So, I... I've been sort of following along some of the things that you've been doing um, via your Instagram and stuff like that, and so I like how those two things are meshing because I know um, there are times when I'm when I'm crafting where I'm like, well, I'm buying a whole bunch of like new stuff and. You know, what kind of impact is that having? Um, and so I've recently become a little bit more conscious about like the yarns that I buy or the fabrics that I buy or, um, you know, trying to use up some of my mom's old fabrics or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and so and I, I don't know. I think you're right. Like it's about one, like one. Making one change.
2: Yes, times. yeah, that's how you don't burn out, and I love that you are making like any of those small changes. And some of it too is like a lot. A lot of the the eco friendly stuff is so income based. My nonprofit side is going to come out, but like you know, biodegradable yeah. glitter. Like I, that's what I use now because glitter is plastic, and it a lot of it ends up going you know into the water because glitter goes everywhere um Mm. so i have switched to eco glitter it's a lot more expensive and that's just like one example or like organic food is more expensive yada 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 so it's like what can i share with people that you don't have to be upper middle class or higher to be able to afford no you can't all do eco glitter but like you can reuse like thing out of your recycle bin or your mom's fabric or find this creative reuse center like scrap in your neighborhood so just making people aware of substitutions they can make I think is half the battle
1: yeah Austin has a creative reuse center and I think um probably a lot of other places do too I bet they have one in your town too Steffi I
2: I or nearby am, at least. I am
0: gonna be searching because it's so have you cool. been to it
2: Megan
1: um, I have not, but um, when I used to work at Whole Foods, I knew the per- like the person mm-hmm. who started it used to work there as well, and so um, we used to like bring stuff in for her to like bring to the creativity center. Oh, that's so. awesome! Yeah, I haven't been able to get down there because every time I think about it, it's closed, and now it's like
2: <laughs> now everything is closed. <laughs>
1: I know. I'm like now when I really need all of those supplies.
2: <laughs> blop, blop. I know. I'm like it's just like picturing all the stuff sitting on the shelves in there without me. I know.
1: <laughs> oh, Sad. <laughs> and also now I'm sad that we're not going to Baltimore because I would really want to. go would. I would. To that I, store would
2: I would take you guys into this like tiny, tiny little store and be like, "Welcome to my home."
0: Oh, amazing. <laughs> I love it. Love so it. one
1: of the things that I really want to make in my crafting life is a quilt. Like I said, I don't, I don't have a sewing machine, so it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> but is there something that you have on your crafting bucket list?
2: My gosh. Okay. So Glowforge, if you're listening, I would love a laser cutter. Um, <laughs> but... Those are and amazing. And Andre, if you're listening, I didn't say that because they're enormous. Um- <laughs> all of that aside um realistically uh because i think he would maybe make me find a different house if i brought home a laser cutter um i so it's still sewing related because i think sewing is really incremental like you learn like every every step builds on itself and i'm I'm realizing that because i I think i made a joke about like like i'm not going to be making my own jeans anytime soon or something like that but um but I legit bought denim because I thought I was gonna be making my own jeans this year and I'm terri- I'm like terrified of, of sewing buttons or zippers. this is the other great thing about the whole like minimalist bag lady look. It's like it's all elastic and like folds and so you don't nothing. nothing is fitted. Um, so I have not sewn a zipper or a button. Um, so jeans, I'm gonna say jeans. One day I will sew a pair of jeans that have a zipper and a button and that's how I'll know I'm like crushing this yes,
1: yes I'll, I'll let you so know impressed
0: <laughs> my mom my mom was she my mom basically majored in home ec um in college um but she as she always <laughs> said uh, but one of her classes the for the final she had to make a tailored winter coat
2: oh my and god she
0: had it for years uh-huh she had it for years and years and years and I don't know what happened to it and I'm so sad because I would have loved yes. to have had it um but yeah like the all doing all I mean she like it was not her favorite thing to do, and she would always would, – people that she didn't know very well would be like, can you alter yes. blah, 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 blah for me? She'd go, I don't know, I think I forgot how to sew. Bye.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. People are like, oh, you'll have to make me one, and I'm like, but I won't have to, though. <laughs>
0: Right. Oh, no. Yeah. The minute people that know that you can sew, they're like, oh, can you make me? And the answer is always no, I can't. No. Because because it is like, okay, so let's say that they do buy your fabric and your supplies. Like, it, they're still, depending on what it is, like, hours of labor that you're putting into something. And so... Like she would only make things like for me yes. or for my grandmother. Like if my mom made you something, it was because she really loved you, and like she was going to be gifting you this thing. It wasn't
1: because you were like,
0: "Can you make me a blouse?" I'll pay yeah. you. No, our, I'm fine. our
1: our our customer in the in high school theater. Like she got roped into making so many prom dresses <gasps> and so many homecoming because she was so nice and she just yeah, did it for so many, so many people.
0: Uh, My mom made my junior prom dress and then promptly said, we're buying your senior prom dress. (laughs) Well, because the problem is that we chose, the problem was a little bit the pattern we chose and my body types. Like I've always been like fairly busty, but like also small. And so my, the like bodice was, I was two sizes bigger than like the rest of the dress. And so she like had to kind of piece, like make, take the pattern and like Frankenstein it together and then it like it had like princess seams and she was she said she was such a perfectionist she was not happy with it at the end it looked beautiful everyone loved it but she was like she knew where
2: where something was supposed (laughs) to look different
0: exactly and she was like nope we're buying your next one I don't care how much it costs it's cheaper than the gray hair I got making this one <laughs> and then at that point she was like and I'm not making your wedding dress we're
2: buying your wedding. <laughs> okay I feel like making somebody's. oh my god I can't like imagine. so much pressure to make somebody's wedding dress
0: like, right? <sighs> Well, yeah. her cousin made my mom's cousin made her daughter's wedding dress and my mom was like Lisa you're insane Mm-mm. you're just straight no. insane how long did that even take i don't even know i but i can't i can't imagine it, it must have been insane it, it's a crazy person's activity oh my gosh And I-, <laughs> I mean you can go buy wedding dress patterns at the store they exist i just think they're for crazy and no, i
2: think about that like i had to get mine take it in and then let back out i think but be- before my wedding <gasps> because it's like like, I, I used to plan events for my job, and I had, like, a 500-person event, like, uh, like two weeks before my wedding, and I, like, I don't eat when I'm stressed, where, like, a lot of people stress eat, um, and then it was over, and then I started eating again, um, and so Uh-oh. I was, like, I literally cannot imagine if, like, like I made my child's wedding dress, and she was, like, can you just, like, take it in a little bit, and I, like, cut parts out, and she's, like, can you just, like, take it back out, and I'm, like, nope, we're going to David's bridal. <laughs> you're done no and I think like that's supposed to be Yay. one of the great things about sewing is that like you can make things to fit your body um and I love that um because I'm 5'10 so nothing like sleeves are never long enough and pants are never long enough um I had a breast reduction like 15 years ago otherwise I I would have, like, be like yes I can finally because I used to like buy shirts at the store and that was like the only thing I knew about sewing was like to like nip the weight in i <laughs> like okay yeah. so it didn't look like a bag but but now I'm like okay right. just take like pattern x and add like four inches to it yes <laughs>
0: right yeah that is that is it, especially when it's like fairly basic like changes mm-hmm. to make to a pattern you're like I'm adding some length we're good yeah I know where to do it and the pattern's telling me where and yeah it is that is um yeah people are like can you make me no No, I cannot
2: I'm making like one thing for a friend and I'm like okay what are your measurements okay so shorten that where I lengthen it okay Uh,
0: (laughs) yeah the I like I've made like I've made lots of gifts for people none of them are (laughs) Or like, I think I maybe I like crocheted someone a pair of mittens once. That was like as as wearable as we got. Like most of the stuff I make for people is like they're not wearable items. And yeah, it's not a it's not a thing. Um, so okay, let's speak to the folks out there who. Maybe they want to get into doing, like, crafting-type hobbies, but they don't know where to start. They didn't have a mom who pulled out, you know, the macaroni and the paper plates and the paint and the glue. Uh, Where would we recommend that they find something that they'll enjoy? And what do you think is the best way to start, like, learning or teaching themselves?
2: Yeah, so I would start with some, like, like the internet. I would start with the internet. Like, don't get a book yet. Um the internet sounded silly because that's where everything starts now, but there are so many wonderful books. Um, and I have so many of them and so like don't start there because I think don't put like, don't put a lot of money into something until you know that you like it long enough to spend at least a couple months on it. My, my bar is so low for whether I like something. I'm like, all right, I can do at least like six weeks of this. (laughs) Um, And sometimes like sometimes you need like a like a palate cleanser activity. And so maybe you do only do something for like six weeks. So it's like um, like bath bombs. Okay, bath bombs are a great palate cleanser. Like you get citric acid and baking soda and you make something that you can give all your friends. And it doesn't matter if the the fingers fit on the mittens or the wedding dress and you didn't spend like nine years making it. Yeah. so, so I think like bath and body stuff is a great place to start, um, but also like any like search um, for you know quick and easy or or whatever. Like I, I have a couple of friends who have blogs where um, one of them I think it's Design Improvised is like she has like a whole section that is like affordable approachable short projects like it's not going to take you like I have a couple of my favorite projects that like like I have a pair of shoes that I, that I beaded and I wear them to like every conference I go to or like every event because I'm like I spent 97 years of my life while I was 97 years pregnant <laughs> making these when I couldn't even like drink wine when a whole strand of beads would fall on the floor and I couldn't reach the beads um, so I was like I will wear these until they implode. And people are like, those are so cute. And they're like, oh, do you have a tutorial for that? And I'm like, yes, I do. And I love it. But like, you probably don't want to start there. Um, so like, so like the, the projects where people literally say, or a lot of um, a lot of craft projects on blogs now have like, the same thing as recipes where it says, okay, this is like a 45 minute project. And it costs like five to ten dollars to make it like start there so so that you aren't going to be upset if it fails um you know if you buy a laser cutter hello again laser cutter people um If you buy a laser cutter (laughs) and you're like, oh, I'm not good at this or like, oh, I'm not actually going to use this, then you're just going to be like burned out on crafting for a long time because you invested way too much into something that you don't know you love. So it's like start with the baking soda, citric acid bath bombs that cost you like $20 to make gifts for 10 of your friends or you know, if you if you want to try sewing, start with um, like zipper pouches. That um, oh god, but it's zippers. Zippers are so scary. Um, start with um, tote <laughs> bags, but but start with something that's like straight lines or. Or, you know, start with something you can do with your kids. Like maybe it is dyeing macaroni or dyeing rice and making like sensory bins. But find something that fits into your life and don't try to make your life fit around that because it's not going to work and you'll burn out and you won't try it again.
1: That's really good advice. A lot of people right now I've been seeing have started Mm -hmm. painting rocks. Um, Which is awesome to me and I'm also like, but what, but tell me everything that you need <laughs> to do painting rocks. Because <laughs> like, that's where our brains Yeah, Of course, yeah. I'm like, I need to know exactly what kind of paint you have. <laughs> um, but that's, they literally like, they're just painting rocks that yes. they find on the street. So that's obviously a really good low cost way. Um, but what you were saying about like the laser cutter mm-hmm. is like, that's exactly why I have not gotten a Cricut yet. Yeah. Because I want one, but also I'm afraid I would never use it
2: yeah and that's the thing is is and so much money people feel to, burned like, by that down. yeah and then they're like okay well then I shouldn't buy a sewing machine next time and maybe you love sewing like maybe if you buy the sewing machine and you try it you love it right but so another thing especially right now I feel like our our like creative economy has really shifted so um I am a really a huge fan of um the buy nothing, uh, network. So, um, if you're not familiar with that, uh, it's like hyper local. So mine, um, my neighborhood is fairly big. So mine is literally only my neighborhood and it's, um, a, it, it's, the term is just buy nothing. Um, and then the name of my neighborhood. But, um, if you Google buy nothing, it is a network of, um, groups with basically the rule is you can ask what ask for whatever you need and offer whatever you have that you don't need anymore. and it, I, it's it been so neat to see people lean on that during this time where people are out of work or p- maybe people aren't out of work. But um, like I, I borrowed an edger today from I, I was like, does anybody have an edger that I can use for my front yard? Because I don't want to go to Home Depot and and like wait in line and expose myself to all these people. Um, so. I, you know, would be happy to loan out my Cricut or my die-cutting machine because I have a die-cutting machine that's not a Cricut that's, like, just for fabric um, because I have a Michael store um, that I, like, loaned out to my friend for two weeks because she made, like, 120 masks to donate to an oncology clinic. Um so it's like just ask, you know, people have because there are all the people who bought a Cricut and then didn't decided it wasn't for them and didn't use it. Find a group like that, ask, borrow it if you don't like it, you know, give it back if you do like it. You like it and you know it and buy one.
1: Yeah. I was actually in my local buy nothing group and they posted like the weirdest things and it weirded <laughs> me out too much and I had to leave. <laughs> it was like a half-eaten box of cereal or like just absolute (laughs) trash things and i was like i don't know if that like i guess you're not throwing food away then but i okay no no it was too much for me i couldn't handle it i really like the idea though it's a really great concept (laughs) Um, so you talked a little bit about, um, you know, look on websites and stuff, but do you have specific resources for learning new crafts and techniques, like your favorite, favorite websites or other places? Oh my gosh. That's such a good question.
2: So I, what, one thing I didn't find until like way late in the process for me is creative bug. Um, and that's all one word, creative bug. Um, and I, I think it's like some something like 5 bucks a month. So it's not free, but I discovered that a lot of public libraries have um, like a, you know, like a corporate subscription to it. So any library card holder can can get to it for free. And I realized a lot of the the makers that I was already following and reading their blogs have like whole video courses on there. So for $5 a month or like maybe with your library for free. Um and so there were actually a lot of like hand lettering and watercolor classes on there that I liked. But now that I've started sewing and that I feel like like more than most things I've tried watching somebody do it on a video really is helpful um there are like whole like you can get like whole mm-hmm. patterns for for things that you like might have bought and paid for um with that five dollars a month and so I I've been leaning a lot on that lately and they will do like around the holidays like here are, like different handmade gifts you can make things like that um I also like th- this is silly but um because this is like one of the first things that I used when I started blogging like to share my projects and and now it's so open source and like people without blogs can add their projects and I kind of love that about it but um instructables um there you can find some kind of like obscure oh, yeah. things on there like I um like we got a a swing set like one of those big wooden swing sets from a neighbor um so because again, I'm trying not to buy things new um, for like the whole eco aspect and but there were like a couple of pieces on it that were rusted and I wanted to replace. And so I was like, okay, I want to place replace this like metal ladder with a rope ladder. Um, and I found an instructable for like how to tie a rope ladder and it was a survival post, but it, it was perfect. And it had a lot of pictures. <laughs> and I think that like with our blogs, we've like, we have gotten to the point where, like, our photography needs to be really perfect and, like, the content needs to be really curated. But this was, like, some guy in his backyard, like, taking quick step-by-step pictures. And I think for me, like, a, a, like I am prevented a lot of times from posting stuff because I'm like no I have to like take the pictures of the steps and edit it and blah 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 um and this is just like some dude in his backyard who was making a rope ladder and was like oh I I bet somebody else might want to learn about this and so you can find things that like might not have been like might not have been quote worth it for somebody else to make a whole tutorial about so I think that's a good resource um Pinterest has become kind of an oversaturated mess. I, I still do use it a lot, but yeah. I feel like it's harder to find exactly what you need on there. Um, I like Craft Gawker a lot still, actually, um, because that they do kind of vet the content that goes on there. So it's a little bit curated. Um, you can like search by topic. so, um Beyond that, I you know it's it's just some of the fol- some of the bloggers I've been following for like years and years who are still doing it have really honed their craft. So if there's a specific craft you're interested in, um, because I think I said to start really wide, like I, I am starting wide. Like if, like if you're wanting to start with a little bit of everything, it's my blog because I have done a little bit of everything and not a <laughs> whole, whole lot of anything. So it's like if you try it out, you're like, okay, I'm really into bath bombs or soap. Then it's like Soap Deli. Or if you're really into hand lettering, Molly Super Thorpe is fantastic. So, you know, try a little bit of everything and then find who those experts are in that field. And they have everything you need. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm rambling so much. That's awesome. Have you,
1: no, this is have you tried helpful. any of the classes on... Um, on blueprints i know like they're closing those, did you hear that but...
2: <gasps> No. oh no hang really on i'm trying awesome to search that. and figure out where i found this to make sure it's a reputable source but um i think it was one of the sewing groups i'm in because a bunch of people have bought classes on there and i it, it's maybe like owned by nbc or something or like got bought by nbc okay yes yeah
1: so, yeah
0: is it used yes it yes craftsy and then it changed. Okay,
2: so I think they, yeah, so they're apparently closing, and you have to download all of your classes um, by a certain date, and then it's gone. They said after 10 years and virtually millions of customers, blah, 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 we're closing it over the next few months, like pretty quick.
0: That's, so sad. Wow.
2: They were the main sponsor,
1: like, I guess, because the show was on NBC, but they had Blueprint sponsor um, making it. And so, like, at the commercial breaks, they would talk about Blueprint. Yeah. So time.
2: that's, yeah, it's a it's a I huge bummer. Happened. Um, And I don't feel like they really say too much about it. Like, they have a couple of, you know, like, the article I read had a couple of quotes from makers who had done courses on there um I taught courses on there who who were saying like that they're sad to see it go but they were you know pretty vague about why it's closing um but I I hope that that doesn't become a trend in the industry because I think people are really looking for that kind of content right now and looking for video lessons and you know if you've already got it all there just leave it there
1: (laughs) yeah I feel like I feel like it's only been growing, so that's really surprising to me. Right.
0: Well, and they, because I know my, my mother-in-law has an account, because um, <clears throat> I've used it to like, look mm-hmm. up some patterns and stuff, but then, because like, they also have like, fabric and stuff, and they'll often have, like, really great sales on fabrics, Mm -hmm. and she loves it because she can get, like, yards of something for, like, the backing of a quilt for, you know, pretty inexpensively. Um, So
2: I just texted her. Sad news. I know, I, like, pulled out my phone, and I was like, I hope that's right (laughs) before I, like, tell all the folks at home. Um, Yeah, well, except I don't hope it's right because it's really sad, but um, because I think that the founder of Craftsy was still the head of Blueprint – if I'm not mistaken, and so I mean, you know, they like kind of stayed pretty true to the original purpose of it and everything. So I just wonder what the cost benefit was where they decided to to close it because I I think they also had like a lifetime subscription model. Um, so I'm just wondering how that's going to get handled. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry to be the bearer of Whoa. bad news, you guys. <laughs> it's
0: okay. You know what? It's like it's like we're bringing
2: like right, this, this just in on <laughs> <laughs> um, this monday oh wait you guys weren't all there for that um i thought it was monday until like five minutes before we started recording this podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: tuesday uh yeah well um that's a bummer um, there was somebody, something else, I was trying to think of another, there was another source of, uh, like, classes, and once we started talking about Blueprint, like, I completely, <laughs> my, like, brain completely, like, spaced out, um.
2: That we, that we didn't is, talk about already? Um. No, yeah, that we didn't
1: talk gosh. about. Um. It's uh, not that one that we're using for work, is it? Oh, so wait,
2: oh, Skillshare. So, is it Skillshare? Oh. No? Oh, okay. That's
1: what we're using at work.
2: But,
0: yeah, I can't remember. Well, now. actually,
2: I don't know if we're oh, actually
1: using Skillshare. I think maybe we're just doing video. I didn't even know that it was like Skillshare, a thing they had. To be honest.
2: Um, so, because I know um, Linda, Linda.com, they have a lot of, I, I've used that for like the tech side of blogging for, you know, photography and yada, yada. And that got bought up by LinkedIn. And so now it's like LinkedIn learning. Interesting. Well,
0: um, I'm glad that you gave some recommendations that are not Pinterest because I do find, I find Pinterest to be very overwhelming these days. Um, Like I started using Pinterest when it first started and it was so delightful and so much fun. And now I go on Pinterest only when I really need to because I, I just, I do think it is so oversaturated and it's hard to find what you're really looking for sometimes. And um it, it, it's just, especially when you are wanting to find like, you know, patterns for things. I actually, I buy a yes, lot
2: of Yes, I just learned S- that Essie's uh, great for that.
0: Yeah, it's great for I get crochet patterns, um, cross stitch. I get a lot of cross stitch patterns off of Etsy, um, so it's that's a great place. Like if you already know that you are like kind of into something, or you can also get kits. So on Etsy, so like let's say you think you want to be like you think you want to try cross stitching, um, but you don't want to go out and buy the Aida cloth and all of the uh, the different embroidery flosses that you need and the different colors, you can get kits, and then you'll just have everything that you need for that one project, and you can kind of see if you like it. um So i that's Etsy's got some really cute stuff on it too, and I spend way too much time like bookmarking things, favoriting things that I
2: really. But that's really what Etsy's like. there for, right? <laughs> but seriously, Steffi, that's like
0: right. I might make this. I might make this project someday, oh, <laughs> and then you find
2: something cute from ten Someone years ago, and you're like, like "Burlap is back in." <laughs>
0: right, exactly.
2: That's
0: sort
2: of where. But I'm that's at, such like, a good point um, about the kids, um, like where I was yeah. saying, like, okay, maybe don't buy the cricket. Maybe see if you yeah. can borrow the cricket. It's, it's literally like if you can find a kit where somebody has like done the like piece work for you, and then you're you're like, oh, I hate it thanks then you've only invested $20 versus like $200 or my laser cutter for like $3,000 and that's fine um versus and and then you just like (laughs) never craft again and you learn like computer coding and make way more money.
1: Yeah that's how I started doing embroidery actually is that I got um some kits and I thought it was delightful, and so now I have more things. I still need, to buy, need more, to buy more. We always need to buy more. Um, it was a really good way to be like they already picked out the colors for me. I, it's already drawn on the on the fabric for me.
2: Yeah. All I have to do is. The so what you guys are telling me is I need to try embroidery. Yeah. The the part. Clearly.
0: Uh, obviously. Yeah. It's very fun. It's very fun. Get yourself a kit on Etsy. On it. I, I hear they're great. <laughs> So, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about one of our many old lady passions. We have a lot of old lady passions. This is just one of them. Um, and I know that I am so much more, even more inspired than I usually am to go and create something fun. So it's time now for our favorite part of every week to talk about what is bringing us joy. So, Lindsay, since you, since you are the guest you start what's bringing
2: you joy (laughs) okay so we talked about the buy nothing group and so that's what's top of mind now um I borrowed the edger from from a neighbor and I (laughs) chopped out all of the overhanging grass on our pretty walkway and so I guess that's bringing me joy oh and that my tomato plants are actually in the ground So now we're like, instead of going outside every day and being like, is it warm enough to plant tomatoes? I'm like, look, they're a tiny bit larger. So I think garden things, not crafty things, are bringing me joy because I I got like lightly crafted out.
0: (laughs) I love that. That's great. You know, it's nice to like, if you're taking a walk around the block to like approach your
2: home and be like, "Mm, It's looking so fun.
1: I do really appreciate a very well-edged lawn. <laughs> okay,
2: you're say. my people. Yes. But I also feel, like, We're weirdly alone, guilty yes. for the neighbors on both sides of me because I was like, is it rude that I stopped right at the property line? <laughs> no. No, you don't have I know, but this is how you know, I, know I have anxiety.
1: <laughs> I do. Actually, I do. I understand how. <laughs> that's true. I, I know what you feel like, though, because I, whenever we, like, mow our lawn and edge it and then, like... We have, like, bushes that are, like, right on the edge of the property, and so the way that they built all of these houses is that all of the houses have have these bushes on the edge that covers up, like, the power box or whatever the heck it is. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's basically two bushes, like, that smushed together on the line. And so if you, like, trim up your bush, and then, like, the <laughs> other one just has, like, scraggly whatever... This is starting to sound really <laughs> dirty, but... When you see, it's fine. When you see, like, like my next door neighbor is like, whenever we trim our our lawn up and everything, I'm like, oh, but theirs looks bad, and like, do they feel bad now that theirs looks bad? Should we yes! let some weeds grow? Next okay. Time? So, I know, I know. You don't want to be that too. guy. <laughs> my dad always like.
0: No, my dad yeah. has used that power to, like, guilt the other neighbors into <laughs> coming up to his level,
1: so. Oh, both times, so, so far in both of our houses, the people that live on the one side of our house have never felt any sort of <laughs> guilt about their lawn. At our old house, the guy, at our old house, the guy who lived next door to us would let the weeds, so we have, like, a very specific kind of grassy weed that, oh, like, yep. when it rains, it just shoots right up. Very tall. And it will, they'll. He would let his go until they were like a foot tall before he would mow. Well, he did not care at all.
0: <laughs> Zero fucks given.
1: Yeah, and then we would mow our lawn and be like, "Okay, now yours just looks worse." And he still didn't. He just he would mow when he got to it. Bless.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I feel like that's my husband, and I'm like, Ugh, "Babe, oh
1: man." Well, that ex- Explains a lot explains right now. Explains why
0: his hair is, just, is <laughs> yeah. really. Lindsay, he stopped. He's he. So, <laughs> to, I to, to give everyone a little background. <laughs> so, we were both supposed to go get our hair cut the night oh. our daughter was born. And we get this call in the afternoon, and we were supposed to be going to my because my stepmom cuts our hair because that's what she does for a living we were supposed to be going to my dad's for dinner and Rashan was gonna cut our hair and obviously we did not get and then you're like sorry
2: wisconsin i have a haircut scheduled
0: eden was born all right. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> and so then we got derailed there. And then, you know, we bring our newborn home and we're like trying to figure our life out. And we're home for like three or four weeks with her. And we're still like trying to figure things out. And we're like, okay, well, we should get over and get our hair cut. And then the quarantine happens. <laughs> And so we're both way past due for a haircut. Mine, at least, I can pile on top of my head. My husband, it, he has now just decided he's not going to cut his hair or trim his beard until quote things go back to normal. I I don't I don't know at what point of normal we're talking about at this point, and I'm afraid to ask for clarification because I'm afraid I'm not going to like the answer and he looks like a homeless man and he's got so much hair and his hair is just so thick and luscious and it's wonderful except that now it's like at a very weird length and it's not like it's like not long enough to like put in any sort of man bun except for like just maybe like on a weird like half up top knot knot, which he (laughs) thankfully is not doing so he like keeps wearing this like this like bright orange oh, no. beanie that's like a Carhartt beanie that he like usually wears to hunt but then here's the worst part he like <sighs> sticks his ears out of it like elf ears so that and i <laughs> heat, so he then can just hear the haircut i'm like wait how I does he wear in winter i i'm i don't <laughs> look girl he's still (laughs) so
2: we're like that no show of november till like two novembers from now (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah right exactly i'm like babe i don't think that we're gonna go back to normal for a long time can you at least the hair i could deal with it's the beard is starting to get scraggly and gross i'm like oh my god he looks homeless i feel i'm pretty sure when people see him in my instagram stories like i've had friends message me and be like what is
1: happening with your? <laughs> husband? Is it Alex? Okay, it's like—is this a cry for help? And I'm like, well, because he's, he's too- also like wearing a flannel <laughs> and like baggy jeans, and then his scuffy
2: clothes. Send me a cloud emoji like, if you're not it's okay.
0: There. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm like, oh man, I just
1: don't know. I bless his heart. So, anyway, so Steffi, so what is actually bringing you joy then? <laughs> Uh,
0: so it's, yeah, not, not my husband's hair right now. Um, love you, babe, if you're listening. Um, so I have befriended this little septuagenarian that emailed me. She's a reader of my blog, and she emailed me with a question about her sourdough starter. And we're now, like, email buddies, and her name is Joan and she either just turned 72 or is turning 73 I can't remember and now we like email back and forth and I sent her some of my sourdough starter because I like dried it out and then you can like ship it and so like I sent her some of mine and she just sent me a little jar of um some triple citrus marmalade that she made came in the mail today and then she was like i told her i got it in the mail and she's like she was like let me know if you have any like favorite flavors of like jams and marmalades because i make all sorts of different things and i i'd love to send you off some more and like she's just it's just precious and i just love her and now we're like little buddies and we we email back and forth about her bread
1: it's great i love it yeah. Megan, what is bringing you joy? So, my older son and I have started a project which is uh super frivolous, but we have started watching all of the Marvel movies in order. Yes. Uh chronological order of like the actual storyline. Yeah. Um and That's an we're endeavor. only it's It is an endeavor. There? Uh I don't I don't know actually. <laughs> A lot. A, lot. <laughs> a lot i kind of don't want to know what the total is um that's fair. we are three in though um right. you know. so that's pretty good we're trying i we're not watching it every night but um because there are so many like yeah. it will take us probably the rest of the summer or all summer i guess to do um but it's fun because it's just me and him And we don't normally spend a lot of one-on-one time together anymore because he's, you know, a cool old kid now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's kind of nice to just, like, hang out and even if we're just, like, watching a movie and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's been really nice and special. And um, the cat sometimes joins us on the couch. And because my cat is super old, he falls asleep, (laughs) like, real hard. (laughs) <laughs> where like his face will just like flop right down oh no. like you, you think he probably, possibly died um because it's like it's like he does the thing that a little kid does where they're like the head not to fall asleep yes but then his head just like goes down so hard <laughs> and he la- like my son just cracks up every time he does it uh so it's just been like a really nice oh, cool time that we get to have with each other. Yeah,
2: I love that you guys are, like, making memories out of this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're gonna have to give us an update as you, like, make your way through the Marvel Universe.
1: Yeah, there's some of them that I haven't seen yet, so that's exciting for me.
0: That's exciting, and it's probably a totally different experience to, like, watch them, like, chronologically. So.
1: Yeah, it's also been a little bit, because we just watched the first three, and so... Some of them, he hadn't seen this, the second and third ones. And then he was also like, but isn't this happening and this and this? I'm like, y- but you've seen the end. So, like, you've already <laughs> seen Endgame. That's not, <laughs> you have to pretend and none of those things happened. <laughs> that's funny. It's a little bit harder for him, but. Yeah,
0: yeah you know,
1: that's awesome.
0: <laughs> well, join us back here next week as we are going to talk about a topic that could honestly apply it to my crafting space for sure. Decluttering and organizing.
1: So whether you're regular Marie Kondo or feel overwhelmed by the very idea of organizing, we'll be discussing it. Until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from our listeners. Talk to you soon. Thank <laughs> you.